الحمد للہ رب العالمین الرحمن الرحیم مالک یوم الدین ماسٹر آف دا ڈے آف ریکمپینس دس از آلسو وائی الحمد للہ رب العالمین بیکاز ہی از اے ماسٹر آف دا ڈے آف ریکمپینس مالکی as i told you is from the root letters mim lam kaf and malik is used for someone who has complete authority as well as ownership of something so what does it mean that the malik is someone who is the greatest in rank in degree in power there is no one who is above him you understand who is malik the one who is above all others in importance in authority in power in excellence in virtue in every way so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is the malik of yawmiddin day of recompense what is the day of recompense it's the day of judgment but tell me something is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not malik of dunya as well is he not does he not own this dunya and those who are in it of course does he not have complete authority to do whatever he wants of course he does So why is it said Maliki Yawmiddin only here? Why do you think so? Yes. Okay, good. That we see a correlation between Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim and Maliki Yawmiddin that you recognize your Lord as the one who is very merciful but at the same time don't forget that He is also the Master of the day when you'll be recompensed. Don't get deceived because of His generosity. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Ya ayyul insan Ma gharraka bi rabbikal kareem That we see that in this dunya, there are many people who claim to be malik as well. Isn't it? So many malik, so many kings, so many leaders, so many people who have ownership of one thing or the other. One person is an owner of a huge piece of land, huge property. Another person has a lot of authority. But we see that all of this authority that people have in this dunya will finish. Hmm? And... the ownership of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that will become very, very manifest on the Day of Judgment. The presidents of this dunya will not be presidents in the hereafter. Hmm? People who have property, ownership today, they cannot carry on their ownership and property to the Day of Judgment. Isn't it so? Why? Because on the Day of Judgment, this dunya will be finished. A person may be the richest person in this world, but on the Day of Judgment, if he doesn't have good deeds, then what is he? Nothing. He has nothing. مَا أَغْنَى عَنِّي مَالِيَةِ هَلَكَ عَنِّي سُلْطَانِيَةِ My wealth did not benefit me. And my sultan, my authority, I've lost it. So the wealth, the authority that people have in this dunya, it will finish. But on the day of judgment, only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's authority and ownership will be visible. This is why we learn in the Quran, in Surah Ghafir, Ayah 15 to 17, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that on the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, لِمَنِ الْمُلْكُ الْيَوْمِ لِمَنِ الْمُلْكُ الْيَوْمِ To whom does mulk belong to today? To whom does authority belong to today? No one will dare to respond. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will respond himself, لِلَّهِ الْوَاحِدِ الْقَهَارِ To Allah, the one, al-qahar, the irresistible. So on the day of judgment, his authority will be most visible, most manifest. Because in this dunya what happens is, we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the master, He is the owner, right? But we tend to forget that. We tend to forget that. Why? When we see the rich and the powerful in this dunya today. This is why when we see the rich and powerful, we get afraid of them. And we forget fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is why we obey them and we disobey Allah. Isn't it so? 
Think about it. Isn't it so? So, Malik Yawmiddin, Master of the Day of Recompense. Now the word Ad-Deen, Ad-Deen, what does it mean? Recompense. The Day of Judgment has many different names. Yawmul Qiyamah, Al-Qari'ah, Al-Akhirah, Yawmul Akhid, the last day, Yawmul Hisab, the day of accounting, Al-Tadmatul Kubra, Yawmul Hasra, the day of regret. So the Day of Judgment has many, many different names. Over here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the word Yawmid Deen. The word Deen is from Dal Ya Noon. Dana Yadinu. And Dana Yadinu is to give someone recompense for what they have done. What is recompense? Payback. So if a person has done well, if a person has done good, you reward them for their good action. And if someone has done bad, then how would you pay them back for their action? With reward or punishment? Punishment. So Yawm deen it's the day when people will be rewarded or they will be punished. And how will they be rewarded or punished? According to their actions. If a person has done good, he will see that good. If a person has done bad, he will see that bad. If a person has done a little good, he will see that little good. If a person has done a lot of good, he will see that good. If a person has done a little evil, he will see that little evil. And if a person has done a lot of evil, he will see that too. He will see that too. What does this ayah show to us? What does this show to us? Maliki yawmiddin. When you think about yawmiddin, what do you understand? That we should be careful about every action we do. Every action we do will be paid for it. We'll be held accountable for it. We will be recompensed for it. We haven't been sent in this dunya without any reason. We haven't been sent to this dunya without a purpose. No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala questions us. أَيَحْسَبُ الْإِنسَانُ أَن يُتْرَكَ suda. In Surah Al-Qiyamah, Ayah 36. That does man think that he will be left neglected? Meaning no one's going to hold him accountable for what he's doing, what he's saying, how he's behaving. Does he think like that? What he thinks is wrong. Because every single person will be held accountable for what he or she is doing. Therefore we should worry. We should really worry about the words we say. We should really be careful about the actions we do. We should be very concerned about how we talk to other people. How we deal with them. Because for every action, we are going to be recompensed. We are going to be paid for it. So Maliki Yawmiddin, Master of the Day, recompense. إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ You alone we worship. وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ And you alone we ask for help. إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ نَعْبُدُ is from ibadah. And what does ibadah mean? Worship. In the Arabic language, however, the word ibadah, it doesn't just mean worship. It has a very deep meaning. And ibadah, it means التذلل لله To show humility, one's smallness before who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To make oneself small, that I am nothing. To humble oneself, I need you, I need your help. To make oneself small, to humble oneself before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what ibadah is. This is why scholars have said that ibadah includes two things. 
First of all, it includes doing whatever that Allah has commanded. And secondly, staying away from whatever that Allah has forbidden. Because when will you obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? When will you do whatever that He has commanded you? When you make yourself small. When you make yourself small, when you lower, when you submit. If you say, no, I'm not going to do this. Is that making yourself small? Is that making yourself humble? Not at all. So ibadah includes two things. Doing whatever that Allah has commanded and secondly, staying away from whatever that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forbidden. إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ And just remember the word abd. When you think about the word ibadah. Abd. Abd is used for a slave. Who is a slave? An abd is a slave, a servant who is owned by his master. He's not hired, but rather he is owned. Is there a difference between being hired and being owned? If you're hired, you can say, I quit. But if you're owned, can you say, I quit? No. You know, like some people, they have a very mean boss and they're just waiting for the day when they can just go up to their boss and say, I quit. There you go. Give me a command and I'll do it. No. Right? So, a person who is hired can walk away any moment. But a person who is owned, a slave, he can never ever walk away. And a slave, what is his job description? Do whatever that the master has commanded. Whether you're tired, or sleeping, or hungry, it doesn't matter. You're going to do it. And if the master has said, don't do this, you're never going to do it. No matter who forces you, no matter who tells you. So all of us are who? Allah. The servants of Allah. So if we are the servants of Allah, then what does it mean we have to do? If Allah gives a command, what should our response be? I'm sorry, I find it too difficult. I choose not to do this. Can we say that? Can we? There's no way we can say that. Because we are owned by Allah. And you see, just like a slave, when he is owned by his master, he cannot hide from the master, he cannot go anywhere. He cannot because... The master has complete authority over him. Perhaps a slave can run away from the master, okay. But can we run away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We can never run away. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala challenges us in Surah Al-Rahman hmm, to both human beings and the jinn. That if you are capable of getting out of the heavens and the earth, then try. You can never do that. You can never do that. It's not possible for you. So if we say, I choose not to do this, I'm sorry, I cannot follow this part of the religion. You think you're going to be left neglected? No. Allah has complete authority over us in this dunya. And if Allah does not hold us accountable now, does not recompense us for our actions now, He has yawmiddin. When He alone will be the Malik. Malik yawmiddin. Whatever He decides on that day, will happen. Our choice does not matter. Somebody else's request does not matter because He is Malik yawmiddin. This is why it's so important that إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ You alone we worship. And remember, ibadah, what does it mean? أَتَذَلُّ لِلَّهِ To make oneself small, to humble oneself before Allah. And this is why when we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what do we do? We put the most honorable part of our body, where? On the ground. The most honorable part of our body, what is that? Our face. But to show humility before Allah, what do we do? We put it where feet are. We put it on the ground. And we do this before who? Iyaka. Only you. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Would we ever do something like that for another person? 
Would you ever put your head on the ground for another person? Even if somebody pays you, you wouldn't do that. You're like, why me? Who do you think you are? Why do you expect me to do this? Don't walk over me. Isn't it so? We never ever like to humble ourselves before people. This is why, You alone we worship. Now I told you, ibadah includes two things. Doing whatever Allah has commanded and staying away from whatever that Allah has forbidden. That's a bit difficult. Is it not? It's a huge responsibility. It's something very difficult. This is why, you see the next part of the ayah? وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ You alone we ask for help. We know, we understand that we're only to worship you. We are to obey you. We are not to disobey you. But as human beings, we are weak. And we need the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For example, when it comes time to pray, are we not supposed to get up and pray? Yes, because إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ Whatever Allah has commanded, do it. Allah has commanded you to pray right now, so get up and pray. However, you're in your nice and cozy and warm bed. Who wants to get up right now? It's difficult. This is why إِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ So when you find it difficult to pray, when you find it difficult to do anything of the religion, what should you do? Ya Allah, help me. Give me the ability. Give me the strength. Give me the courage. إِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ You alone we ask for help. And you see, ibadah, remember, that it doesn't just refer to rituals. Ibadah, worship, doesn't just refer to rituals. It doesn't just refer to, you know, performing the salat, giving the zakat, staying away from eating haram. No. Ibadah includes every good deed, every good word that a person does in a way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes him to do it. And he does it for the sake of Allah. So for example, you're coming here to seek knowledge. You're coming here sacrificing your weekends to study the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you do it for the sake of Allah, then what is this act? What is this act? Ibadah, worship. But is it not difficult to come? You might say no. For some people it might be. And it's quite possible that after some time you might find it difficult. Right now, you know, you're in the mood and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. But after some time you're like, I have to do my college, my university, look after my home, whatever. It's too difficult. I can't do it. It's quite possible that these difficulties come in the way. So when these difficulties come in the way, what do we do? Who do we turn to? Allah. Ya Allah, you help me. You brought me here, you take me through this. I cannot do it without your help. I cannot do it without your guidance. And this is very true. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help is not there, we cannot do anything at all. Little things would become impossible. Waking up in the morning to pray would become very difficult. Taking five minutes out from your daily routine would become difficult. As we see it is difficult for many. So when is a person able to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? When he has the help of Allah. This is why when you stand in prayer, and you say, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ Say it from your heart. You help me Allah. Similarly, you want to memorize your lesson. One lady, she raised up her hand, it took her an hour to memorize the lesson. She might get disappointed. One hour, and this is only Surah Al-Fatiha. إِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ You alone we ask for help. At these moments, don't give up. Don't feel weak. Don't complain. But what should we do? Turn to Allah. إِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ You alone we worship and you alone 
we ask for help. Now if you notice over here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ The word nasta'in is from عَيْن وَعُنُونَ And عَون is help. And isti'ana is to seek help from someone. To seek cooperation from someone. For what? In order to do something, in order to get some benefit, in order to ward off some harm. We see in this ayah, إِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ You alone we ask for help. Does it mean we cannot ask help from other people? If we say, إِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ You alone we ask for help. Does it mean I cannot ask you for help, I cannot ask her for help, for something that I need? Is that what this means? In a way. It's a bit tricky. Isti'ana, remember, is of two types. Okay? Isti'ana, seeking help is of two types. One is, tafweeb. Tafweeb is to hand over your affair entirely to someone. So for example, a person is ill, unwell, sick. So what do they do? They are looking for someone whom they can just hand over their problem to and they say, you just cure me, you just fix me. You just cure me, you just fix me, you just make me better. Okay? They don't rely on their own power, they don't rely on their own ability, they don't rely on anything, they just rely on that being, that you fix me, you make this better for me. Alright? Now this tafweel, this kind of isti'ana is only permissible with who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second type of isti'ana is musharaka which is cooperation. That you ask someone to cooperate with you so that you and them together can accomplish something. For example, I want to move this table and I realize I cannot move it myself. So I ask you and you to come to help me, cooperate with me so that we can do it together. Can we do this with people? Yes, we can. So in other words, when it comes to seeking help, we ask people for help in the matters that they can actually help us with. You understand? In the matters in which they can actually help us with. They're able to help us. They have the ability. For example, if a person is dead, they're in the grave, can they do anything for you? They cannot. Who can do something for you? Someone who is alive, someone who has the ability. So we ask people for what they can do. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for what He can do. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do everything. So, إِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ This is just like, for example, if you are sick, you go to the doctor, and you expect the doctor to diagnose what problem you're having and give you the medicine. Alright? Now, the doctor can give you the medicine, but can the doctor cure you? Cure is with who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, only He gives it. You understand? So, this is a very important thing that we must realize because sometimes, you know, when we're sick, when we're ill, we just go to one another and we say, just make me better somehow. And we teach it to our children as well. If they get hurt, can you make me better? Can you make me better? Realize that we cannot make other people better. We can help them in some way. Give them a kiss, give them a hug, give them some medicine, right? But we cannot give the shifa. That is only with who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, إِيَّاكَ نَعْبُدُ وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ إِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطُ الْمُسْتَقِيمُ Guide us to the straight path. You see, whenever we're in some difficulty, what do we learn in this ayah, in the previous ayah? That ask Allah for help. Make dua to Allah, turn to Allah. And what's the first dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us? 
What should we pray for? إِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ The right path, the right way. The word إِهْدِنَ is from the root letters هَدَالِيَةِ from the word هِدَايَةِ and هِدَايَةِ is guidance. And it means to show the way, to point out the way, to make the person walk on the way and make sure that they reach the destination. For example, you're lost somewhere. You're going and you get lost. You stop somewhere and you roll down your window and you ask a passerby, do you know where this street is? They tell you, go right, then go left, then go here and you'll find your place. This is what? Just pointing out what the way is. Pointing out what you're supposed to do. Another person says, follow me, I'll take you there. Is there a difference? Yes. For example, the GPS, what does it do? It tells you turn right. In 500 meters, turn left. Hmm? And it tells you again and again to the point that it gets annoying sometimes. Right? So, hidayah is what? To make sure that the person reaches the destination. So when we say here, اِهْدِنَا الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ We're not just asking for, Ya Allah, tell us what the right way is, but rather, give us the ability to be on the right way as well. This is why scholars have said that hidayah is of two types. One hidayah is, of irshad, to point out what a person is supposed to do, to give knowledge, to give information, ilm, ilmun nafir, beneficial knowledge. And the second type of hidayah is hidayah tawfiq, to give the ability to do what a person is supposed to do. Like for example, many times you know you're supposed to pray, you know you're supposed to do many things, but are you able to do it? Not always. So hidayah is, one is to know, ilm, and the other is, amal. So when we say إِهْدِنَا الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ What are we asking for? عِلْمُ النَّافِعِ As well as عَمَلْ صَالِحِ We're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for beneficial knowledge as well as the ability to do good. You understand? So إِهْدِنَا الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ And الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ The right way. مُسْتَقِيمِ is from قَوْفْ وَوْمِيمِ مُسْتَقِيمِ is that which is straight, that which is upright, that which takes you to the destination. What's our destination? What's our goal? To get to Jannah. To earn the pleasure of Allah. So, O oh Allah, tell us which way leads to your pleasure. And give us the ability to do that as well. So we're asking for ilmun nafir and secondly, amal salih. Remember these two terms. Ilmun nafir and secondly, amal salih. So, ihdina sirat al-mustaqeem. Now, what is the straight way? The straight way is the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taught. The way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed to His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. For example, in Surah Al-An'am, ayah 153, we learn, The Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was supposed to say, that this is my way which is straight. Therefore, follow it. So the way that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam lived according to, the way that he taught, what is that? The straight path. What is the straight path? the way of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And the next ayah explains us very clearly about what the straight path is. It is sirat al-ladheena an'amta alayhim. The path of those people on whom you blessed. What is the straight path? The path of those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed. An'amta. An'amta is from ni'mah. And as you know that ni'mah is a blessing, but it is basically anything that improves the condition of a person. Whether it makes him rich, or it makes him healthier, hmm? or it makes him happier. Which is why the word ni'mah applies to good food, it applies to a good environment that a person is living in, it applies to wealth that a person may have, it applies to family members, anything that improves the condition of a person. 
You understand? That is what ni'mah is. And over here, what's the blessing? Oh Allah, show us the right way, the way of those people on whom you blessed. What's this blessing? This blessing is of deen, of religion. This blessing is not about dunya, that show us the way of those people who became the richest in this world. Hmm? The happiest in this world. No. The way of those people on whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed favor. And this favor is of deen, of Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls this religion of Islam his ni'mah. Al-yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum. Today I have completed your religion for you. وَأَتْمَمْتُ alaykum ni'mati. I have perfected my blessing upon you. Ni'mati. What is the ni'mah? Of Islam. This religion. So surat al-ladina an'amta alayhim. The path of those people on whom you are favored. And think about it. Who would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala show favor to? The one whom he is happy with. Isn't it so? So the path of those people whom you are happy with. غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ alayhim. Not the path of those people whom you were angry. وَلَا الضَّالِّينَ Nor of those people who were astray. What does it mean by maghdubi alayhi? Maghdub is from ghadab. And ghadab is such anger that translates into taking revenge. Such anger that translates into taking revenge. Alright? Or, for example, into giving punishment. Because if it's on the part of someone who has authority, obviously it will be in the form of punishment. So maghdub alayhim are those who earned the punishment of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punished them. But remember that ghadab, it's not just that you're angry for no reason and therefore you punish the person. No. It is such anger that you have for someone when they have done something wrong and they knew they should not have done it. You understand? What kind of anger is ghadab? On a person who does something wrong and they knew they should not have done it. You told them not to do it. You warned them. You made it very clear to them. Still they do it. For example... Your father gets you a cell phone and he tells you you're only allowed to use these many minutes. Your bill should be limited to $25. It must not exceed $25. And what happens when the bill comes? Oh, $35, $50. Is he going to be happy or upset? Upset. He might punish you and say, that's it, you cannot have your phone anymore. Is that justified? Is it justified? Yes, because he told you, he warned you, he made it very clear. This is what ghadab is. So maghdub alayhim are those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told what they were supposed to do, what they were not supposed to do. Yet they did it anyway, they did the wrong, they disobeyed, and as a result Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punished them. This is referring to all those people who have earned the punishment of Allah, the anger of Allah, whether it was the people of Nuh alayhi salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the messenger to them. They didn't believe in the messenger, therefore they were drowned. Similarly, Fir'aun and his people, they didn't believe in the messenger, they didn't follow, they disobeyed, the guidance was very clear, so they were punished. So it's not just one nation, it's any nation. But just think about it, we're not talking about you know people of the past. Let's relate this with ourselves. Who is maghdub alayhim? Those who know what they're not supposed to do, yet they do it anyway. Those who know what they're supposed to do, yet they don't do it. What is ibadah? You do what you're supposed to, you don't do what you're not supposed to. Maghdub alayhim, opposite of that. We need to ask ourselves over here. We need to question ourselves over here. Whatever I know about the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do I follow them? 
Do I follow them? If I don't follow them, what am I bringing upon myself? The pleasure of Allah or the anger of Allah? The anger of Allah. So I want you to think about it. Do this homework. Reflect. Whatever I know, do I live by it? Or do I prefer my own desire over the commands of Allah? Because that's very dangerous. Abdalin are those who are astray. Dalal. What does it mean by misguidance? What does it mean by dalal? Dalal is when somebody does something wrong. Why? Out of ignorance. And they choose to remain ignorant. You understand? They do something wrong. Why? On the basis of ignorance. Because they don't know. And they choose to remain like that. They never bother to learn more. So maghdub alayhim, who are they? They know but they don't do. Abdalin. They don't know and they don't want to know. So who is successful at the end? Alladina an'amta alayhim. So this ayah shows to us that there are three types of people. First of all, those whom Allah is happy with. Who are they? Those who do what they're supposed to do. Secondly, those whom Allah is angry with. Who are they? Who are they? They know, yet they don't do. And thirdly, those who don't know, and they choose to not know. What are we asking for? The way of those people who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is happy with. And who are these people? In Surah An-Nisa, Ayah 69, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَن يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَالرَّسُولِ فَأُولَٰئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ Whoever obeys Allah and His Messenger, they will be amongst those people whom Allah showed favor. أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ Who are they? The ayah tells us, Mina Nabiyin. First of all, the prophets. Write this down. The prophets. Obviously, who was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala very happy with? His prophets. For example, the Prophet وسلم, he did whatever he was supposed to do. And this is why we learn, Inna kal Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewarded him so abundantly. So, first of all, the prophets. Secondly, was Siddiqeen and the truthful ones. Thirdly, was Shuhada and the martyrs. Those who die in the way of Allah. And fourthly, والصالحين, and those who are righteous. So such people are successful. And when we recite Surah Al-Fatiha, what are we asking for? That Ya Allah, show us the way of these people. Those whom you were happy with. We listen to the recitation one more time. A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaytan Ar-Rajeem Bismillahirrahmanirrahim الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا the surah we say ameen what does ameen mean oh allah accept oh allah accept so what does it show to us that this surah is also a dua it begins with the praise of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen it reminds us of our end maliki yawmiddin it reminds us of the purpose of our lives iyyaka na'budu wa iyyaka nasta'in and at the end we pray to allah that ya allah 
You show us the way. You make us live on the way that you want, that you like, that you are pleased with. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us, all of us, every single one of us, the hidayah, the ilm, to be on Surat al-Mustaqeem. And not just ilm, but also amal. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those people whom He is happy with in this dunya as well as the hereafter. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.